When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with... John Bush. JB. Melissa Kirk. Andy Brent Bernard. Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back. John Bush is at Royal Comedy Theater. Back right after this. By the way, it's tonight and tomorrow, 8 p.m. Are the shows Royal Comedy out in Hopkins. Right back. More with John Bush right after this. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business. It started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to Walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Oh, you fire. I'm surprised you haven't played Cheap Trick yet. (laughs) I am right now. Who's that? It's Cheap Trick. It is? Yeah. So you are playing Cheap Trick. Yeah. I want you to say hello to Rick Nielsen for me tonight. I love Rick Nielsen. I'll scream it. (laughs) 
Oh, you do. I don't even know where my seats are. Oh, you don't? I, I mean, I know what section it is, but I don't know where that section falls in the stadium. Yeah. I think it's like section 126. What venue is it? It's at Target it's Field. Target oh, cool. Field, yeah. We got, I guess it was about six months ago, Ace Fraley and Gene Simmons and Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick and Don Henley came into studio. Wow. We just hung out all day. It was really cool. It was really a nice day. But you want to talk about four completely different individuals. They really are. And strong, strong personalities. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Rick Nielsen's got a uh, pancake house called the Stockholm Inn in Rockford, Illinois. And I told him, <laughs> by coincidence, I had just driven through that. And I ate at the Stockholm Inn, and he didn't believe me. I said, yes, I did. I, I was driving from uh, Palm Beach, Florida to Minneapolis, and I stopped at the Stockholm Inn. Because you come, you come shooting up to connect with uh, I-90-94 from there. But it was really good. But Rick Nielsen's a really interesting guy. Um I think it's so cool when people like that have this last thing you'd expect would be a pancake house. I do have, there's no question about it. Rick Nielsen, rock and roll and pancakes. So then Gene Simmons came up and he said, Tom, I want you to know something that uh, Rick Nielsen and I are very, very good friends, but uh, I once pulled a gun on him and he went and pissed in my shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good story, Gene. You pulled a gun on your house guest? Yeah, it was a 357 Magnum, actually. Okay. He's all calm about it. Yeah, he is. He's very calm about it. You know, he's worth $300 million. Yeah, well, he's like he was pretty fast to figure out the Kiss memorabilia oh, thing, yeah. right? And like the oh, action yeah. figures and all that stuff. Because I, I didn't, stuff. I don't think I ever listened when I was a kid. Uh, I never listened to those records. I just wanted those. I just wanted to look at them. You know, yeah, there was like yep, the four yep. individual where each one of them had their own cover. Yep. And that was like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. Oh, it's Kiss. <laughs> yeah. Did they have any other hits other than, like, two of them? Detroit Rock City. Detroit Rock City, and then... Uh... Shout It Out Loud. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so there were a few of them. Yeah, they, there two. Were there was two. It was just two? That was it? <laughs> that was it. just two? <laughs> I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. What a great anthem, though. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. It's like in Spinal Tap where they ask the guy... What, what is your life motto? He's like, have a good time all the time. <laughs> have a good time. That's my philosophy. <laughs> God, there's another guy. We just had Harry Shearer on the show, too. He, Brilliant. But he was playing the role. Of, what the hell is his character's name again? From Derek uh, Smalls. Derek Smalls. Yeah, he, he apparently Derek Smalls is on tour now. Oh, really? And he does not break character when you talk to him. So, And he's a phenomenal guest. Amazing. Um, Voices. I had a problem, Tom. I went. To, I was appearing at this one uh, place, and and they had uh, apparently three different theaters. So I'm all ready to go, and I walk out on stage with my guitar, and there's no one there, <laughs> right? Because he was in the wrong auditorium. <laughs> that is very Spinal Tap. That is very. It, spinal it's tap. interesting when you are in show business, like the one scene in Spinal Tap where they can't find the stage. I have that nightmare. I have that nightmare. Do you really? Oh yeah, that I can't find the stage, or without, but my clothes are not on. But now I got to be on. And uh, oh, so this is a nightmare you have. Yeah. So I've, I've been. Yeah, I was in. Uh, it, it's very common, I think, among performers and actors and stuff. I was uh, yeah, in Triple Espresso. I did at this multi, this this place out in in uh, Denver where they had a bunch of theaters. They had a black box theater and then the big room where they had the big shows. And Triple Espresso was in a smaller room, and there was a yellow line outside of of the hallway. And I and I asked the stage manager, "What is that? Oh, that's uh, George. Uh, what was the name of the guy who played uh, Robin on the original Batman? He was also an impressionist. 
Oh, oh, uh, George, uh, uh, no, Frank, Gorsh- or Frank, Frank Gorshin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Frank Gorshin. He was a joke. He was a joker. He, yeah, and he was like now. Uh, <coughs> no, he was the Riddler. He was the a Riddler. Riddler. That's yeah. right. He was a Riddler. Because yeah, Robin was Burt Ward. Oh, right. I'm yeah. oh, sorry. Could not have been less prepared for this <laughs> story. Whatever time. works. Whatever uh, works. So, so uh, I said, "What's that yelling?" Oh, that's that's uh, Frank Gorshin's line. He was doing uh, the play called uh, "Say Goodnight, Gracie," which was about George Burns. Right. And he was in, uh, and it was near the end of his life, and he. Uh, had this yellow line going all the way in his in his deal in his contract. Have a yellow line that goes all the way from the dressing room to my stage so we, door. So, so he just every night uh, I'd see him yeah. walking down and staring at that line, walking down. Isn't hi, that amazing? You know, hi Frank, and he'd go hi, and he just would never look he up. He would never look up. Just look at his yellow line. Yeah. He, he's another guy came in the studio once, and the entire time he was in the studio, B smoked a cigarette. <laughs> yes, and he I did. mean, there was smoke everywhere. He just kept smoking and smoking, yes. and smoking, wow. and smoking. Gee, I wonder why he died. Yeah. <laughs> I loved him though. He was a great guy. Great that, impressionist too. That day, oh, I, phenomenal. Yep. That day, I asked him why. Did, why is it that Batman never comes to the hood? And he just lost it. That's he true. Know. He doesn't. <laughs> Batman never goes <laughs> into black neighborhoods. Why is that? And he just lost it and just kept laughing and laughing. And you never got an answer to your no, question. No, never got an answer. No, not an answer. <clears throat> right. No, that's one thing about this job that's really terrific. Is that you meet so many different people? Like today, we had a nice run. Mike Stanley came in, and then Brian Scalaro came in, and yeah. you, you got you. Got, Who I know, Brian, from Brian back said, in my New York comedy days. Brian said he hadn't seen you in twenty years. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's incredible. He he looks the same. <laughs> to yeah, he me. does. Yeah, every time I see him, he's like, "Yeah, I gained more weight." No, you didn't. <laughs> You've always looked like that. I mean, right. he's a wonderful guy. Brian's yeah. a great guy, but he uh, he said that people are getting very aggressive. In, in comedy audiences, like yelling at him how fat he is and nice neck and oh, that's, why would you go? I don't know if maybe that that trolling culture is now just coming to the live shows. It is, yes, yeah. I you guess know. it is. People think that they can get away with anything because they can get away with anything online, right? So they they kind of forget that they're not online. I think, and they start acting like they do in it's real like a, life. A mean culture kind of thing. It really yeah, it is, is, yeah. Really, that's one reason why not only Batman doesn't come to black neighborhoods, but if you did that in a black neighborhood, you'd get your ass handed to me. <laughs> <all time. laughs> yeah, you're going to run your mouth while I'm up on stage, and nah, that's not going to work for no. you. No. I, I don't know. Why would you want to go and try to have a few good laughs, have a good time, and holler out mean things to people like you're fat? I don't know. It's interesting. Like, there's something, too, with uh, <clears throat> when I lived in New York, it was kind of like I, I always say that if I could go back, I'd have a th- I'd have a thicker skin about certain things. Like yeah. I hung out at the Comedy Cellar right about the time when Patrice O'Neill and oh, and God. these guys and Jim Norton and they roast the crap out of each other. And, <laughs> and uh, you just if you if you walk in there, you're going to get uh, somebody give them, t- you know, giving you a hard time or roasting yeah, you or yeah. whatever. And I just was like, I just want to I just want a puppy named Skippy. Like I, I never, <laughs> you know, I never did well with that culture. But, uh, no. but yeah, no. But now I think that because of the access people maybe have to comics, and maybe maybe Scalaro does a lot of self kind of um, deprecating humor. I don't know that people would think it's okay to then kind of roast. Now they're but roasters why too. Would you? I don't know. First of all, if I'm sitting in the audience, and I'm talking about me, and I you know I've been doing radio for 48 years now, 33 at this one radio station, KQ. I would never think of attacking the comedian. Yeah. So you work at target and you're going to attack a comedian they're going to bury you right why would you do that well it's like when i'm doing a show and i'm and i have material coming down the line that's going to be about bald but before i can you're bald and i'm just like wow man because i've been bald since like senior year of high school 
No, so, my friend. Like, Norm. when I see me with hair, I look like an inexperienced weatherman in a small market. Like, I just look wrong with hair. That's going to happen. You know, I gotta, Okay, now, don't take offense to this, I, but I have to say yeah. what he said. So, people, there's a word in here that people hate, but it's what he said. So, it's not me saying it. I once saw Rodney Dangerfield. First time I ever saw Rodney Dangerfield. Right. People started heckling him. And I thought, you're going to heckle Rodney Dangerfield. The greatest comedic mind. Of all time, yeah. maybe. You know, he and Richard Pryor. And you go down a list of just a few people. Yeah. Rickles. Yep. So, he's on stage, and this guy will not shut up. Right. He just, he will just go, he's going after Rodney. Rodney's ignoring him. And finally, he wore Rodney down. He said... Hey, Rodney, why don't you get a real job? He goes, I already got a real job, getting fags for your brother. <laughs> I thought, whoa. Yeah. That's, but that was 25 years ago. There, there's a buddy of mine, Eddie Eft, and Eddie is a comedian. And we oh, were, I love Eddie I love Eft. Eddie Eft. Eddie's a great and, guy. And so Eddie's such an A personality, and I remember we were walking out of uh, Caroline's one night, and both pretty sauced, and... And uh, there's standing next to us is Henry Winkler, and this has to be like late '90s, you know. Another great. And, guy. Uh, and Eddie goes, "It's the Fonz," and he goes right in front, of, right in his face, "Hey," with his thumb going, like, "Hey." <laughs> and Henry Winkler, as my favorite moment ever, Henry Winkler looks over at him and goes, "You're very sad," and he walked across <laughs> the street. Very sad. <laughs> and it was Eddie, so yeah. perfect. It was like he buried him so bad. And I reminded Eddie of that recently. He didn't remember, and he's like, "Oh, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe it." I can't. Well, <laughs> Eddie had a cocktail. Oh, we had had several. Oh, okay. Well, that's why he doesn't remember. <laughs> yeah, right, right. He kind of thought that might have been the case. Oh, I don't remember that. It's because you were hammered. Yeah, right. And <laughs> I must have been a touch less because I remember it. There uh, were a few times I've said things that I don't remember oh. in my life. You know, it's just kind of hard. Oh, my is. worst is I'm at the bar, maybe the Loon Cafe downtown, yeah, Minneapolis, yeah. one night. And this is like the one where, like, how bad am I that I'm that right there is the uh, <laughs> here we are again Greg Lamont is standing there the great Greg, Greg Lamont, Lamont. Greg, the bicycle racer one tour to France three times and yes, I yes. and I go dude you're Greg Lamont <laughs> he goes yeah yeah anyway he's talking to somebody and I go, you <laughs> won the tour to France three times and he goes yeah I know and I go no, you don't understand. <laughs> and my friend, my friend just goon armed me out of there like I had marks the next morning from my friend just going, "You're gone, you're gone, get out of here." That's exactly. How. Matter of fact, at the Loon, and this is probably 25 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm at the Loon, and then the next day I go back to the Loon because we had lit it up pretty good the night before. Right? right, so I go back to the Loon just to grab some lunch, and Mike Andrews, who was one of the owners, no longer with us, unfortunately. Mike, I'm walking, and he looks at me. He just keeps looking at me. I said, Mike, what are you doing? He goes, man. I said, what? What? He goes, you don't remember, do you? I said, what? Oh. He goes, there were eight guys sitting in that booth right over there, and I don't know how it happened, but somebody, somebody mouthed off to you, and you went over and said, all 80 of you get up. Because I'm gonna go beat the piss out of all idiots, <laughs> and they they were like terrified. That's beautiful. It's like I did not do it. He goes, yeah, yeah, you did. Oh. Yeah, you did. I'm like, can you imagine how hammered the you hubris? have to be? Yeah, the hubris. That's exactly yeah. the perfect word. Yeah. What are you thinking? You know, it's so funny. I, I'm on my lawn, and a, and a little garter snake goes by, and, and I jump up in the oh, air, yeah. squealing, and my neighbor, I look over my neighbor, he goes, I saw that, you know. And, <laughs> and, and, and oh, then one night, I was there was a bat in our house, and I would normally be screaming, 
and running from a bat. I was drunk enough to where I just went up to it with a, th- you know, I just caught it fearlessly. It was just on the yeah. wall. Well, and my wife, my wife was like, I did not expect you to help in this situation. <laughs> I was yeah, like, no, I guess I was racket. tossed. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole, I, I don't know. It's because I, it's been seven years now since I drank, but. Yeah, I got very bold when I was drinking. There's no doubt about that. There's a weird calm that can come over too. Like I was different, different. It wasn't a drunk thing, but I I was on the Upper Peninsula, uh, like crappy gig for like 200 bucks. Upper the Peninsula UP, by Sault Ste. Uh, Marie, you know, like way the heck up. You see Jeff Daniels? He's from there. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jeff Daniels is from he there. He is. He's yeah. from the UP. Yeah. So I was. Uh, I decided to go for a run, and I went down this logging road. And I had this feeling about this logging road not being a great idea, but I'm like, oh, I'll go for a run, you know. And, uh, and then I decided, I'm, I'm going to turn around because I don't know what kind of bears are out here or anything. Well, that's and true. Turn around, start heading back, and I start hearing this big dog at the bottom of the hill where I'd gone past barking like it's big. And I looked down, and I had there was like one log on the road. And I was like, okay, thanks, God. I guess this is – you put this here or something. Am I going to need it? I don't know. And I just started jogging by in Rottweiler. It was in the yard. It was snow, and this thing just started coming at me from like a, like fifty yards away from a lawn. And it's like, and I'm and I, I put my hands up in the air with the log in my hand. I was like, no, dog. Like the dumbest. I don't even. I must have looked like such an idiot. <laughs> Your scary voice. Yeah, but for some reason, I was just like, I looked over. And there was a construction worker way, way far away, and I was like, okay, I gotta find a way to be able to yell when this dog's on my neck. I started planning. <laughs> just started planning. Like what? Am, I wasn't. I was, I was calm. Yeah. And uh, anyway, the last second, the thing just. You know, halted and just went backwards to its yard, and I was like, absolutely certain I was going to be having to. Why do you think it did that? Maybe my uh, standing up and making myself taller worked. No, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But it was you great. became the predator, maybe. Maybe I don't know because my friend John Carlin, he's a uh, a guide out in Alaska, and he says try to make yourself taller. Yeah, yeah. Put your hands up in the air. Yeah. But I don't know if it worked. But I was I couldn't believe how calm I was after or during. After you I was calm. freaked out. Yeah, and I went back to the hotel. The comedian I was working with was like, dude, I knew you were white, but you're so white right now. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so, yeah. But, hey, that, uh, yeah. It all works on you. I think that's what it is, and that's probably why John Carlin told you that, is you literally, you become the predator rather than the prey. Cause right, because you're, so you're not going to outrun the thing. No, no, you're not going to outrun a dog. Yeah, that's not Or a happen. bear. Not going to outrun a bear. Yeah. That's true. But at least you can smell bear coming. They reek. Really? Oh, God. They just Because they eat rotting meat, so they smell like rotting meat. Right. It's like, Even in the river, they're eating fish. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We'll take a quick break. Be right back in a couple of minutes. John Bush is at Royal Comedy Theater tonight, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, out there in Hopkins. Uh, you can take care of that. We'll be right back in a couple of seconds. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I'd been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it's as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow, and I love it because I have a pretty big melon, pretty big head, and my pillow will prop it right up. I can get my neck aligned, and I sleep very well because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for my listeners. My pillow is offering buy one my pillow and get another absolutely free. Don't delay. Order now. This offer expires August first. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code TOM. Call 1-800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. If you are a homeowner, you do not want to miss this free event. We are hosting a free seller workshop 
where we are going to teach you how to net between thirty dollars to $60,000 more on your home sale. Plus, we are going to share our proven systems that will instantly put the control back in your corner. Guarantee yourself the results you deserve when it comes time to sell your house. Our exclusive workshop will be sold out shortly, so call now to secure your free ticket by calling 763-401-SOLD or by visiting sellerworkshop.com. This free seller workshop will be held the week of August 6th. The last workshop sold out very fast, so hurry and call Chris Lindahl Real Estate today to save your free ticket. So call now, 763-401-SOLD or visit sellerworkshop.com for times, locations, and to secure your free ticket. Okay, you know how it works. Uh, I don't promote people that aren't the real deal or don't do the right thing. This is not a bare-bones situation at all. And the best part is it's free. Would you stop? <laughs> He's playing the monkeys again because I'm built like a monkey. It's You're Friday. Doing it on purpose. It's Friday. You have any ape songs you can play? Huh? Any orangutan songs you can play? I don't know. I'll have to look. Yeah, you will be looking them up. At least they got. People don't play the tambourine like that anymore. No. <laughs> it's not a popular true. instrument anymore. I love They're the gypsies. monkeys. They're such a fun group. That was a very funny show, actually. Yeah, I love it. They were great. They were the accessible Beatles, basically. They were. The Beatles wouldn't come around, but you, hey, look, it's the monkeys. Uh, Frank Gorshin, back to this, because oh, I'll Frank. tell you why. Because uh, talking to him, he was on the first episode. He was on the episode of the Ed Sullivan show where the Beatles were on. And he had to, uh, I think he had to follow them or go before oh, them. Oh, God. Yeah. That was not And also on that episode was uh, young Davy Jones playing the Artful Dodger in a number from what was on Broadway, really? Oliver. Yeah, really? so that's just a weird coincidence in show business. You know that <laughs> 70 million people tuned into that show? Wow. 70 million people. Now, at the time, there probably weren't more than about 210 million people in the United States. Right. Well, yeah, but the choices were that or Indian test pattern. So. <laughs> well, they had the Indian test pattern. That's true, the chief test pattern. Yeah, a lot fewer. I wonder why they had it. Why did they have an Indian chief on no, the I test pattern? I have no idea. No. It's the... the, the the interesting stuff, like my friend and I used to have a, uh, my friend Dan Natterman is a comedian, and Dan, we, mm-hmm. we he used to do his impression of Sherwood Schwartz, and like taking, you know, and, <laughs> and, he, and it's like, any problems like with that. Gilligan's Island, and they're in the, the meeting, and somebody goes, uh, three hour tour, he's like, no, nobody cares, what else? Uh, you know, the, the radio keeps working, nobody cares, what else? You know, it's like, all the, the no problem with, uh, but anyway, on Gilligan's Island, I don't know if you remember, they used to have like, um, the natives, the natives were coming. Yes. The, na- the music of the natives on Gilligan's Island was always. All Native American music. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? And the natives were off season baseball players. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, that uh, Stewart, uh, uh, Schwartz took all the money. Sherwood Schwartz took all the money. Yeah. Nobody made any money on the show except for him. He made it all, and it was just just a just a brilliant. I mean, and then the Brady Bunch is another Sherwood Schwartz, right? Yep. I don't know if there are yep. any other ones, but there were Sherwood yeah, there Schwartz. Was. Sherwood <laughs> Schwartz. Then Gary Marshall kind of took over the. He picked up the mantle after Sherwood Schwartz. <laughs> Some of the great stuff. Yeah, but yeah, it was a totally different world then because there was ABC, NBC, CBS. That was it. Right, and I guess PBS too, but they didn't really do much programming that anybody gave a rat's ass about. But yeah, if you were well, Ed Sullivan was on CBS, right? 
70 million people. But but and no and probably nobody remembers anybody else in that show. Oh, yeah, I, the only reason yeah, I knew it was not. I watched I went to the Museum of Radio or Television oh, yeah, Radio yeah. I think in New York and and saw it, you know, like put that episode in just that's to a, see it. That's that's fantastic. That yeah, is fantastic. It is unbelievable, but one third of the population in the entire country is watching you. I just love how I love also how smart the Beatles were in their press conferences, they where were, somebody's yeah. like, uh, "What do you think about the mayor of Detroit thinking your haircuts are un-American?" And, and John's like, "You know, we're not American, so that's fine." It's you know? <laughs> un-American. We're not American, so that works for us. There's no yeah. question. John Bush in studio with us, ladies and gentlemen, along with Joe from Louisville. Oh, that's right, Joe from Louisville. Yeah, I, I was told you called in, and, and Joe, I just dropped the ball on you. What's happening, man? Well, Tony just uh, hit the road. Oh, how long did you spend with Tony Price? Uh, about two and a half hours. Oh, did you did you have lunch or anything? Yeah, he um, he dropped off his motorcycle at, at the Harley to, at the Harley right. store to uh, right. get it get the oil changed. So did you have and a good time? We uh, headed over to Taco Bell and had lunch. You went to Taco Bell? <laughs> I'm yeah. jealous. I love Taco Bell. I love tacos. Is it kind right. of weird? Is it kind of weird for me to like tacos? I don't think so. You like tacos? I like you? tacos a lot. Yeah. See, there you go. Where I live in Des Moines, there's a place called the Kung Fu Tap and Taco, which is a biker bar, <laughs> the and they Kung have great Fu tacos. Kung taco. Fu Tap and Taco. Google that, man. It's cool. <laughs> and uh, okay. <laughs> no, anyway, we're talking about tacos. Eh? Was well, a great. There is a great Chinese restaurant in. I think it's North Des Moines. Boy, I'm not there anymore. Well, yeah, they we're talking in the late 70s, so yeah. it might not be. <laughs> Maybe there not. Might not be well, was there. Right, was it by the comedy club? Because there was one called Great China, and it was uh, very good. Yeah, but that could have been. Could have uh, been that one. It could have been. I'm not sure. So, Joe, you what would you talk about at Taco Bell? Uh, he's just telling, uh, telling me how you guys met. and uh, uh, Actually, he uh, gave me and Bill a couple of your favorite cigars. Oh, he did? You mean the uh, the Fonseca's? Well, they're uh, hand-rolled from his wife. Oh, his wife. He has the sweetest, wonderful wife. She's a great person. She's a really, really nice person. She's a Dominican, but she's uh, all wired to the... Uh, uh, the Cuban trade and all the rest of it. She, yeah, she does a great job. She's a very sweet person. She's far too good for him, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but I suppose they all are. So, how's your family? Everybody uh, good in your family? Say again. I said everybody good in your family. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. We uh, took a small tour of the Harley Davidson um, store here. I, I ran Tony's camera for him. You did? You were the cameraman? Yeah, yeah he just just a GoPro. Oh, it's a GoPro, okay. So Yeah. So he where is he where is so he left Louisville, where is he on his way to now? He's on his way to Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, okay. oh Bloomington, Illinois, my bad. Bloomington, Illinois, yeah, okay. He uh for people who who might not know what we're talking about and John Bush uh, is in studio with us. Tony Price left Minneapolis. What about a month ago now? Is that that's about right, isn't it, Joe? July second. July second. July second. So it's almost a month ago now. Yep. He is going to visit every right. Gold Star family in the United States. Oh, Gold wow. Star. Yeah, really, really great. Uh, Gold Star people are uh, families who have lost a loved one in battle, 
and he's going to see them all. He's going to 49. He's not going to Hawaii. It's hard to ride a motorcycle to Hawaii. Right. So he's not doing that. But um, that's a lot of work. I would admit, did, did he talk about, is it taking its toll on him, do you think, Joe? Uh, yeah, and I think it's taking a sore on his wife, too. At least that's what he said. Well, that's not good. <laughs> but emotionally, are you to, talking like emotionally to have to go and talk to all yeah. those people? And to ride a motorcycle, all those, what is it? What, is it, what did he say, 20,000 miles or something? Wow. Yeah, about that. God, I mean, that's that, that takes its toll on you. And, and I think emotionally, too, seeing all those families that have lost a loved one cannot be easy to do. Yeah. Wouldn't think anyway. Right. All right. Well, when are you going back to work? What do you, what do you get now? You get six months a, a year off, or what's happening? No, we're uh, our upgraders and our utilities. The guy, the team leader, and the guys that jump in if nobody's there mm-hmm. went back Monday to you know give it a whirl, see how things are going, and uh, the rest of us go back on Monday. This coming oh, Monday. This coming Monday, you're back at it. I'm happy for you. That's good because I know. Are you getting a little bored having time off, or do you love it? Oh, I love it. Okay. Are you good. kidding me? I get paid to sit on my cam. Well, yeah, but I, see, I couldn't just do that. I couldn't just sit around. That's because I like to bitch at people. That's probably why. Do you think? Possibly. <laughs> well, say hello to your family for me, and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Thanks, Joe. <clears throat> Joe from Thank Louisville, you. ladies and gentlemen. He was just up here, spent some time with his family, and a uh, very, very nice family over in the St. Paul area. And Oh, it's Invergrove Heights. Invergrove <laughs> Heights is big enough, I could tell you. That, that deal right there. But, yeah, it's growing. Yeah, can you believe, I mean, riding a motorcycle 20,000 miles and then daily having to, not having to, but wanting to meet with families We've lost a loved one in battle. Can't be easy. Yeah, the comedian Bob Larson. I don't know if you remember Bob Larson. Pretty funny. Um, from where? He's, he's, he, I'm not sure exactly. I think he's from Minnesota, but he's, he's always been around Minnesota a lot. No, not a guy named Larson. That's hard to believe. <laughs> he, t- he talks about, <laughs> he talks about uh, just just made me think of this he, he, because uh, he rides motorcycle. One time we did a gig, and, and he said, I've been driving so much on this motorcycle to gigs. He, and I go, he had to come through North Dakota. He goes, I don't remember North Dakota. Like, it just he just zoned. Oh, riding his, that's how much that's he was riding. Right here. It's like when you're reading a book and you go, I don't remember the last 20 pages, but it's North Dakota. Yeah, that Dakota. does happen to me. Uh, but anyway, he was wander. visiting his... Uh, his father was uh, had dementia, I believe, and, and he was in, in the nursing home years and years ago. And his dad was having a particularly bad day, and they both shared humor as their one thing that sometimes would make him okay. perk up. Yep. And, he, yep. and he said that he went in there, and his dad was having a bad day, and the orderlies were having to deal with him. And he looks at his son, he goes, the dad, he goes, why did you put me in this jail? And Bob oh. goes, well, Dad, you killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of got a glint in his eye, and there was a That explained it to you? Yeah. You killed somebody. That's why you're in here. But, you know, yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's got to be tough, though. You're having a parent with dementia has got to be very, very difficult. Yeah, I was listening to an interview yeah. with Stephen King. He was talking about that. He was talking about how oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. the new thing that scares him yep. isn't uh, scary movies anymore. It's a movie. There was a movie he saw that starts out with a woman. Get, getting Alzheimer's. Oh yeah, and he said that freaked him out. Yeah. Can you even imagine what that would be? You you have no real perception of anything. No sense of self. No sense of self at yep. all. God, that's got to be horrible. Ugh. That's when you walk off a cliff. Well, right. wait a minute, because I'm you know coming up on it here. So. Well, that's I think that uh, <laughs> Robin Williams had 
had Louis body, had dementia. body dementia, Louis from, body dementia yeah. yeah which is like when you think about that then maybe suicide's more of like a, a it's more a, humane a symptom sometimes of, of that instead of like could be you yeah. know it absolutely could be I don't I wouldn't want to live in that well I think no. uh, um, somebody I was they have a new documentary on HBO about Robin and uh, they were saying that his personality started changing once he was diagnosed uh, Bobcat uh, Goldthwait was saying that um, he just wasn't his self. And no, I, think I could see that. that. He was diagnosed with Parkinson's first. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And, and that really hit him hard. They think that him committing suicide, it wasn't like him wanting to die. They think it was a symptom of yeah. the Louis body that it just, because it was kind of weird to think that he would, someone like him, even though he did suffer depression and everything, right. he seemed like he loved his life, loved his family, his mm-hmm. children. For him to take himself out like that, it was kind of not in character, I guess. Or right. it seemed like, you know, everyone was shocked. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a uh, a couple of stories out from Ernest Hemingway's family that he uh, suffered from depression, and he went into, uh, I guess, a hospital or spent some time in a hospital, and they gave him shock treatments to try to shock him out of this uh, this depression. Right. It erased his memory. He that's, could no longer write. That's why he killed himself, because he couldn't remember and how to write. to be write. a writer and not be able to remember, because oh, that's, 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 be your, that's your bank. That is your bank. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just to have that completely wiped out. And you, he literally said he forgot how to write. Whoa. That's not good for Ernest Hemingway. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Not too good. Although I will tell you what, the one pleasure of forgetting everything is that house he has in Key West. It's a dump. But anyway. Well, the uh, my friend Pat Booker had a great joke. He said, "Look, we're all one head injury away from not having to worry in the world." Well, that's well, that's true. Way to put it. That's yeah. well, that's much more pleasant. There's no <laughs> question about it. Does it work that way though, Andy? What you take a blow to the head and you just uh, be happier than hell instead of just depressed? Um, it can happen. It's not a good thing to bank on, but <laughs> well, there was a story about a guy, and I saw it on television. And I can't remember how long ago, but it, I think the guy was a cop actually. And he got really depressed, so he put his revolver up to his head and shot himself, and it went around his brain, kind of. Oh. Yeah. But it wiped out all these negative thoughts. <laughs> with him. And I guess he was happier than hell after he shot himself. Cause they, 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 his wife came home, and he was sitting there eating a bowl of Cheerios or cornflakes or whatever, and there was blood coming out of both sides of his wow. head because the bullet went in, and went around, like, and then came back out. fabulous. You look great. You know, I... If it weren't for blood in my eyes, I'd really be able to see. Yeah. Can you imagine that? It's amazing. God, I, how how lucky do you have to be? I guess he was happy for the rest of his life. Dude. My, my buddy had a, a dog that that uh, was a German uh, short-haired pointer, and it would anyway. It ran down to the river one day and got in a fight with a beaver. Oh God! Uh, anyway, the beaver bit from its part of its back into the. It came out its its uh, belly. Ooh, missed, how small was this dog? Everything missed everything, it and did. they just mm. they just sewed it up on each end and, and pumped it with uh, antibiotics. And Otis lived a long life after that. Otis, my man. But like, yeah, but a big just beaver bite. Wow. Yeah. Their their teeth are that long, right? Aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're really long. They're rodents, so their front teeth never stop growing. So is Whoa. that true? Yeah, that's yeah. why they have to. 
constantly chew. chew. Yeah, that's why rodents constantly chew things, because that's what makes a rodent a rodent. Front teeth that never stop growing. So would they like hook around and pierce your own neck if they didn't do that? Mm-hmm. They can, yeah. yeah. Or uh, they can get so wondering. big that you can't eat because you can't get things in your mouth. or And that's why they do what they do. I did this uh, gig that was like at a nature center where the crowd was it was at a, inside of a nature center like this room and right. the other room had all of these stuffed uh, you know taxidermy things and one of them was an owl and I had never seen owl's talons oh god but they are remarkable they are and they say those they can lift up an animal and just bring it off oh yeah they, like they a, take a rabbit to their nest or whatever oh, yep. it's unbelievable we can stop making commercials now where, where owls go who <laughs> what are there, like 10 commercials now that they use <laughs> right. done. enough We'll be right back. More with John Bush. He is at Royal Comedy Theater tonight, tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Right back. More with John right after this Tom Bernard show. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night. And you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority's also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand-new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers, come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call Roger or Eddie right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Let's talk about good things. Does your car work? You got a roof over your head? Do you got kids, parents, a spouse who loves you, or a mate? These are the good things you have because you live in America, the country that has more immigration than any other nation on Earth. You have these things because the U.S. military stands at a wall and protects you from any person or thing that would take them away from you. The entire volunteer military that stands at the ready just in case. The greatest fighting force ever known on planet Earth. Every person serving in our military is ready to lay down their life for your freedom. And all too often, they do. I'm the executive director of the Gold Star Ride Foundation, an organization set up to do just one thing. Take care of families left behind when one of our brave fighters loses their life for you. We're riding motorcycles throughout the country to achieve this purpose, and you can help. Go to goldstarride.org and make a donation or learn where we are so you can come and ride with us. It's a small thing we do. It was a huge thing that they did. Goldstarride.org. That's goldstarride.org. Make a donation today. This one was courtesy of Dave. Of your husband, Dave? Mm -hmm. I thought he was asleep. Why is he No, he's not asleep. Eddie, Eddie Grant? Is this? This is Bruce. Oh. The boss. Oh, it's the boss. This is called Part Man, Part Monkey. <laughs> she found one. <laughs> there it is. Part Man, Part Monkey. Tom Bernard, ladies and gentlemen. It's all true. Very ape-like. I understand. So I should start walking on my hands. <laughs> He sent fantastic. me that one or the Magilla Gorilla theme song. Oh, I like Magilla Gorilla. Magilla Gorilla was great. There's a, there's a weatherman down in uh, Des Moines. Uh, he looks like Grape Ape. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. His face, his eyes look like Grape Ape. Well, see, that's a good thing. There's no doubt about that. So, uh, where are you from originally? Uh, Edina, Minnesota. 
So yes. why why are you living in Des Moines? I, I so I was uh, living in New York and I and I started to tour with Triple Espresso, the show out of right. Twin Cities. Right. And uh, we we had a uh, there was a San Diego production going on, which was there for like ten years, and there was Minneapolis. The original guys are here, and and there was a couple touring and. Uh, it's like you know. It's like Brian Regan has that bit about when he was the little brother of the two older brothers, and and uh, he would always have to sit on the hump, the middle yes. of oh, the back the seat. Of the car, but he yeah. decided to finally call it. I called the hump, so at least he was calling something. Yeah, that's I was true. like, I called the Des Moines. You know, I want to do the Des Moines one. You know, because uh, well. at least nobody. You know, at least I'm calling it. Anyway, I went down there. Six week run, turned into a year and four months. Longest running show in Iowa theater history. Really. Yeah, lived, it's a yeah. good show. It was, it's a good show, and I met my wife there, and then I uh, and then we st- I stayed. I just hung out, and then I decided, can I do a, can I have a, a career doing stand up comedy from here? And I, I focus on the corporate market, and uh, that's what I do. Yeah, I don't think that's it. It yeah. really doesn't matter where you are based now, does it? No, it doesn't. You're never home it, anyway. In that time, it changed so much. Where, yeah. You know, where where uh, you know uh, social media, and I can Skype an audition out in L.A. or New York. And uh, no, it's not the same as being out there, but I can still do that. And... Yeah, but nobody cares, do right. they? Right. They don't nope. care about that. Nope. Um, I was I was called up on stage at Triple Espresso. You were, and I was in that I was in that show. You, you were brought were. up to, for the magic set. But nobody knew who. who well, I and was. that's the cool thing about it. You just went along with a bit. Yeah, know? I didn't know the look. Oh, it was great. It was yeah. wonderful. Except for what? Was it fire or the a saw or something? Was it... No, it was a fire. It was yeah, fire. It was fire. Yeah. Drug, and then the I card. stepped away from. I yeah. didn't remember stepping away. Right. They probably pulled you in with the things and kind of, I yeah. forget what they're called, but there's these clamps that extend. Was, that and Brian, very... was Brian Kelly in that show? Brian Kelly is in that show. We play the yeah. same role. So. Oh, you do? Yep. Okay. Yep. Because yeah, Brian Kelly works for the uh, St. Paul Saints. Great and guy. And, and he's he's I graduated really with him. So. Oh, did you? Yep. Medina, 87. Oh, I didn't know. 87? Yeah. yeah. God, I was already working at KQ when you graduated from high school. That's right. Is that a bad thing? No. What do you think about it? I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> think about that. But so, are you still doing triple espresso? I will. You know, I, the only time I do it now. So we opened this room in downtown uh, Des Moines, and in, in 2002, uh, called the Temple for Performing Arts, an old Masonic temple. They redid into a beautiful building and performance Where is space. It? Uh, downtown Des Moines. It is really. Yeah, beautiful. Because somebody else did that down in Georgia or something. Did the show? They took it. They took an oh, old Masonic temple yeah. and turned it into a theater. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And it is, and man. so this was like kind of this moment in Des Moines where more people were now coming back downtown for entertainment at night. And it was mm-hmm. the opening up what they call the, the Western Gateway, which has a sculpture mm-hmm. garden now and uh, music festivals, and it's a big deal there. And uh, but anyway, so yeah, I, I I went down there doing that show, and I, well, so I I do it like uh, this will be our seventh time back, middle of November through middle of January. We were returning to the temple, our seventh. We're kind of the signature show of that room, if there is yeah, one that comes yeah, back. Yeah, I can see that. And uh, yeah, yeah. So that's nice. It's nice because you know from mid November, mid January, I'm on the road, white knuckling it to get to a gig. You yeah, know. that is nice. Yeah, I mean that's the only tough part of what I do is is really the winter months. Like I just did a gig in South Dakota. Um, and uh, it was for farmers. I uh, performed for farmers. Yeah, it was exactly like performing for a painting of a group of farmers in South Dakota. <laughs> it was like it was like you're looking at, at American Gothic. Yeah, Grant yeah. Wood. You know that. Sure. Just, they're just staring back, and then they come up after you were great, and you're like, you can laugh. There's a, you know, laughing's fine. Yeah, laughing's fine. They're doing an impression of Mount Rushmore in front of me. It's like, but yeah. So I mean, I got a joke out of that. I did really. That was a painful gig. That where, was them just staring the whole time. That was in Pierre, Pierre, South oh, Dakota. Pierre, South Dakota, okay. Yeah. Um, Which is spelled Pierre, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And what you do is, in those, you just kind of, you just put your head down and pedal, man, because, you know. Yeah, that's all you can yeah, do. Yeah, and then just stay clean and don't lose your, 
uh, your S, you know, put on the. No, shit. I understand. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, just don't right. don't lose it. You know, just keep cool. But that's like so. But yeah, you know, most gigs go really good. So, the tri- triple espresso. Yeah, that tour, the a Vegas tour. I don't think they've ever done Vegas. I don't think they've they done have they've done London, and yeah, we were in yeah. Ireland for a while, which was awesome. I mean, they loved us in in uh, in Dublin and in all over Ireland. We did like a did like a ten week tour, and uh, they loved it. You know, it's funny. They come up after and they go, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. They're all sad. They walk out the door. Well, their brilliant is good job. It's yeah. not brilliant. Yeah, it's, not, it's just good They're job. They're saying brilliant, we're brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And they uh, sing along. I mean, the sing-alongs there, you know, because there's a part of the, the, the show where we do a sing-along. And they sing it like it's a soccer anthem. Home on the Range. The song Home on the Range. We do. I do a... Really? Yeah, there's a bit. I don't know if you remember that it's in the round. It's this sing-along. Oh, yeah. And uh, crowd likes it. It's got a lot of great comedy in it. But... Uh, they sing, and the sky, instead of the skies are not cloudy all day, they sing, and the skies are all cloudy all day. Are all cloudy all day. Are all well, cloudy all day. It is what it is. It is what it is, yeah. Who's that actor, John Reese Davis? Is that his name? Darby's, I think. What? Oh. What happened? I <laughs> just. No, the guy that was in the Tudors. He also oh, played yeah. Elvis. Or Davies. Yeah, John Reese yeah, Davies. Yeah. I thought it was Darby's. No, it's John Reese. We just had him on this morning. Yeah. He's from Ireland. Yeah. Irish guy. Hmm. Nicest guy in the world. He just, I literally sat back and listened because he just talked for 10 oh, minutes. Oh, the way they talk. Fantastic. Like, they like they don't say, are you are you, uh, are you you messing with me? Are you taking a piss? Are That's you what they say. <laughs> <laughs> and you look down, you're like, I don't know. Is, it, I hope is not. that what we're doing? I hope I'm not. And but... crack, they were, crack is ancient Irish. It means fun. So they were like, oh, John, you should be here last night. We had great crack. Like, yeah, great, great crack. Oh, another Guinness. Great uh, crack. It'd yeah, be yeah. good. Yeah. What's another one? Oh, I... I uh, I didn't know that this is stupid, but I didn't know that you don't chug down a Guinness. And, and I was in this bar, and this oh, old yeah. woman bartender was cleaning the bar, and she looks over and she goes, "Yeah, don't slam it like a cheap whore." <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love that. Yeah, that's yeah, an interesting take on it. And do you remember being in Ireland? Yeah. Oh, you do remember. Mm-hmm. Are you starting to remember stuff you never remembered before? I always remembered being in no. Ireland. No, you never. You don't remember being in Scotland? No. Why not? I don't know. Well, maybe you were too. You might have been only about six then. Yeah, I was relatively young. I know that much. Uh, but how could you not remember being at Turnberry? It was wonderful. Because I was young. Yeah, but you know, I, I remember stuff from when I was three. Well, not being in Scotland and Ireland. I remember being over at Loring Park. It was across <laughs> the street from the house. Yeah, that was about the it. The worst thing is like is when you have a. Uh, memory or something happens you're alone and you can't tell anybody because they won't believe you so the first night i got to dublin uh dublin everybody uh the everybody the cast two guys were uh, they're like i'm going to bed i don't know i don't know what time we got in i forget but there was a couple people at the theater who were like you want to go out let's go out and so i was like sure so we went this club called Raynards in dublin and it was really empty club and there was a there was a, a roped-off area for VIPs. I'm like, who's the Ooh. VIPs, right? And all I know is, like, half hour later, I'm on the dance floor with four other people. One of them is Bono. I'm dancing to Billie Jean. With Bono? With Bono and some woman he was with. I'm not saying anything. I'm just dancing next to him. And I was sitting there going, there's no way I can go to the theater tomorrow. Because it's like it's like the episode of, of Brady Bunch when Don Ho's at the airport. It's yeah. that ridiculous. Yeah, Don Ho at the airport. It's that ridiculous. I and I can't go. And those guys are like, so what did you do last night? I'm like, I, I danced with Bono. And they're like, ah. Anyway, I'm like, yeah, you're right. It didn't happen. They're like, yeah, you're right. It didn't ridiculous. Happen. Where are they from in Ireland? Uh, are they from Dublin? Well, 
Uh, I don't know exactly where the band is, but I know that one of the things the Irish like to do is when they're driving down the road with people from America in the car, they always point over to that house. Oh, that's where Bono grew up. Ah, oh, it's so it's no, they do that. No, yeah. <laughs> but they have great. You know, what I love. The, okay, so there's, good, though. there's these parts of of Dublin that are like one of them is called. I think it's called the Spike. You know, it's like this this uh, sculpture. It's big, and they always say, "Oh, you take a left at the Spike. It's the Spike by the Dyke." <laughs> and then, uh, and then there's a or, there's, or they call that the Stiffy by the Liffy, which is like oh, the Stiffy by the Liffy. Yeah, yes, absolutely. the tarp with the cart, the Molly. I'll forget Molly Malone. Is that a thing? There, there's a there's hey, a Molly statue. Malone. Oh, you take the tarp with the cart, and then there's a, a statue in a. Uh, fountain, the, the floozy and the jacuzzi. These are all like landmarks, and that's how they describe. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Well, they're very big on limericks. They're so, so big yeah. on that. Yeah. They're yeah. also big on drinking. Mm-hmm. So well, I know I'm Scots Irish, so everyone says I'm an angry drunk. Are you a booze hound? No. Don't lie. Don't lie. <laughs> well, I need <laughs> no. to know if you're a booze hound. I have booze my out. moments, but no, I'm a not a regular drinker. She has her moments of booze houndry. Well, that's what Rory McIlroy two years ago complained about American beer. Oh, yeah. It was too weak. He called it pissy American beer. Yeah, it's not, there's no alcohol in it. That's like Heine- Heineken tastes that way to me. Kind of pissy. Well, we there's like there have to be a thousand different kinds of American beers. The thing. Well, that's true. It's yes. like you know what if he's talking about yeah things like Heineken. That's at this point it's really not American. It's like world beer because right. it's everywhere. Right. Is it even made in America? No, I, and I didn't think it was. I just mean that's one that I always go, ugh. Like well, yeah, I've but that's it. what people are thinking of when they think of bad beer. Some I mean, beers are of, nasty. Some pe- a lot of people don't like Guinness. I love Guinness. Oh, I Guinness, do, too. Yeah, Guinness is really good. Yeah, it's Yeah, nice. Guinness is good. It yep. is really, really good. But yeah, I don't Heineken. It's been a long time since I've had a Heineken. I don't remember what it tastes like. I don't I think no I've idea. ever had one. A Heineken? Yeah. Uh, There's I, a the bar the Kung Fu Tap and Taco I mentioned earlier. The Kung like Fu Tap the Northeast. <laughs> they like the the, oh, uh, the Grain Melt Northeast. Yeah, oh, yeah. They like that Northeast. Yeah, we used to call it Brain Melt. Oh, the yeah. Brain, brain, brain Melt. Mel- yeah, Brain yeah, Melt. Instead of Grain Belt, it's Brain Melt. Exactly <laughs> do you remember the Schmidt Bit players? Yes, I do. There was these Schmidt commercials for Schmidt beer. And they'd be like, hey, Schmidt, did you ship the Schmidt shipment to Shanghai? No, I shipped it to Sheboygan. No. <laughs> you Shanghai the Schmidt shipment? You, know, you dumb Schmidt. It was like that. Yeah, so, so bad. But, I, but you know that what? I would Minnesota. take that commercial over so many bad radio commercials now, in my opinion. Radio and television. Yeah, I'll just some bad ones. I remember, I always liked the commercials where the, the guy does their own commercial and shouldn't have. I don't know if you remember Bradley exterminating, but there was a guy yeah, who I do, must yeah, have been absolutely. Bradley. Must who have decided been Bradley. Like, he'd be like, Bradley. nice home, isn't it? Well, it does have a few problems. Please, roaches, oh, another yeah, one of those. And like, oh, the chroma key's moving around yeah. behind him. And it's <laughs> yes, like, why didn't you stand remember. in front of a house, man? <laughs> yeah, why didn't you stand in front of a house? <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't he? Right. But there and his hand gestures are missing all the where they're supposed to be. And just <laughs> I just painful. hate when they get when the local guys who own the places they want to do their own commercials. So what happened when you're with your experience with our company? <laughs> yeah, right. come on, and man. you can tell they're reading cue cards. Yeah, and you, you see the eyes going it. back and forth. <laughs> oh yeah, I just don't do your own commercials. It's not a good. Some people are good at it. You know, uh, Dick Enrico. He's good so, at it. He's really good at it. My dad used to advertise uh, for Winnebago and. And uh, was old he country Winnebago buffet. man? He was an old country buffet. He did the old, he did old country buffet commercials, and he was pitching one time. He goes to them the commercial, the whatever people that you know at, at old country buffet, the yeah. higher ups. Okay, so what's going to happen is this guy's going to come up with the tray, and and this guy uh, 
at the table says, Bush, let me stop you there. And he's like, why? He goes, oh, we don't let the customers use trays anymore at Old Country Buffet. And he's like, why? He said, oh, we, people were foregoing the plates and using the trays oh, themselves. No. Oh, God. I know. Oh, I'll just dump it right on there. That'd be good. Yeah. Andy likes well, the thing. amount of space, you know. I mean, yeah, you can really put space. the potatoes over oh, the corner. That's true. Well, if you need so much food that it won't fit on a plate on a tray, then <laughs> it's time be. to go on a diet. Yeah. Time to back off. Time Should to back be off a buffet. little bit. Well, Andy, you love Golden Corral. I don't love it, but I like it. Well, didn't really mean to love it, but you're Never very fond there. of it. No? Good food there. I always yeah. have. It's I'm weird. I always, I always have. I always think Olive Garden's good, but that gets rips, rips on by everybody, you know. <laughs> but I was like, I like their salad. I did their very first commercial. Yeah. Yeah. When they first were, were was it Pillsbury General uh, General Mills? One of them started uh, Olive Garden, but I can't remember. Yeah. But I do remember I did that, their commercials for them, and then people said later on, it's like. It's not really Italian food, you know. Said, yes, it is. What are you doing? Pasta. It's close Pasta, enough. Pasta, yes. Good. It's close enough. So, yeah, it's it all works out. It's a subsidiary of Darden Restaurants. Darden. So they were bought. Which itself is... They owned um, Red Lobster. Oh, they did, owned Red Lobster also. Who'd they sell that to? Uh, let's see here. Golden Gate Capital. Oh, okay. So it's the San Francisco. Oh, yeah, okay. General Mills did own Darden. Oh, there you go. Okay, so that makes sense. Because I knew it was either General Mills or one of those. Um, Andy, would you look up and see if it's true that Second Wind sold for a billion dollars to a Chinese firm? You know, Dick Enrico owned yeah. Second Wind. Yeah. Somebody told me he just sold it for a billion dollars. Well, there you go. It's like secondhand workout equipment. Wrong. Have you been in Second Swing? Second Swing, yeah. Which yeah. is sister store? Yeah. Uh, it's not secondhand equipment anymore. No, it's not. No, it's not. You're absolutely right about that. Well, Second Wind was doing $100 million in annual revenue, so... Good God. It's a Taiwanese company. Yeah, it is now. Yeah, the Taiwanese bought it. Ladies and gentlemen, John Bush tonight, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. He will be at Royal... Comedy Theater. Thank you for having me on. That's a great pleasure. Nice to see yes. you again. Yes, and ladies you. and gentlemen, go see John Bush, and we'll talk to you next week. Tom Bernard Show.